listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Yes, we welcome you in to another episode of the Full 10 Yards Podcast. It's divisional time and Lee Wakefield and Adam Wolford are here to break it all down for us. Me and Lee are going to do the first bit where we go through all of the games, give you how we think the game's going to go and everything else in between. Maybe a couple of rants if you're lucky. And then, of course, Adam is going to come down and give us all his best bets. Bit unlucky last week. So I hope to get the train rolling once again. Lee, must be uh, you pumped for divisional weekend? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, listen to a couple of uh, Chargers podcasts uh, in the week, uh, and it's yeah, it's kind of even it's sort of like reinforced my sort of viewpoint that I think we've got a really good chance. So yeah, really, really, really up for it. Yeah, yeah. Chargers are very much uh, popular pick this week. It seems with the bookies, but also uh, if, I think everyone's tired of the Patriots, aren't they? Well, yeah. Who wouldn't be? <laughs> uh, but no, I do think they've lost a bit of shine as well. I don't think it's just like you know, anti-Patriot bias from those who are kind of like, kind of jealous yeah. of the, the dynasty. Um, I do think this is sort of like with basis and we've got sort of the evidence and sort of things that you can sort of point to that, that say that like the Chargers do have quite a good chance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love the Chargers this weekend. I say, uh, we're, we've, we've been Chargers fans all season. I know you've been a bit longer than that, uh, but since uh, you're, you're a Chargers <laughs> fan, but I'm I'm uh, invested with my, with my cold hard cash. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I think um, as well, it, it, it's yeah. I think it, it's yeah. I think it's got everyone sort of behind them, hasn't it? As well, it's not yeah. just sort of Chargers fans, yeah, um, who are sort of like on this train. And it's you know, I'm not going to start trash talking anyone like I said on Tuesday. Yeah, but I just think you know, it's got a good chance. It's yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, unfortunately, we may not see the uh, snow angels maybe that were predicted a bit earlier on in the week. But nonetheless, as long as they do any kind of snow angels, uh, this char- the Chargers that is, uh, I'll be more than happy. But we'll get to that and the other three games very shortly indeed. Just before we do, a uh, new segment on the podcast. It's called, it's called The Full 10 Yards Warm Welcome, where we like to give a warm welcome to any new listeners or anyone that just wants to shout out. So this week's uh, Full 10 Yards Warm Welcome goes to Luke Hardwick, who I believe is a, a new listener um, through the social media of Facebook. Uh, what a lovely and wonderful world that is. But we'll welcome you, Luke. Um, welcome to the podcast. Hope you enjoy it and we hope you stay for the long run. And hopefully we can get you a few winners as well a bit later on in the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, welcome all new listeners. Um, obviously, appreciate any support uh, that we get. And yeah, always good to have new people on, on board and uh, yeah, grow even further than we have done over the last uh, few months. Yeah, absolutely. And so anyone out there that fancies a shout out or is a news listener, wants a, wants a bit of a welcome, get in touch with us at Full 10 Yards. DMs uh, are open, I still believe. Uh, and don't forget, uh, coming up on in, in the off-season, like we did prior to the season where we did My Team, My Thoughts, um, Going to try and get everyone from every team represented where we just review this season of 2018. So I've written quite a few notes for that already. So um, get in touch with us if you want to do your team. Quite a number of teams taken already. I think about 10 to maybe 10 to maybe 15, but that still leaves a good number there. Um, especially the AFC South. I need a couple of teams there to be filled off the top of my head. So get in touch with that if you fancy it. Come on the podcast for 10, 15 minutes. Break down your team's season. Uh, we'll be starting that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, no doubt, Lee, we'll, we'll have you down for the Chargers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, got to have my two pennies worth on that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll be celebrating a, a Super Bowl win. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might be still a bit hungover from that, no matter when we, uh, when we, when we sort of record that section. Yeah, yeah we might, we'll leave that to July, maybe. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before we get into the games as well, just to update on the head coaching positions, a couple have been filled over the last couple of days and a couple of coordinators as well. Obviously, last last time we spoke, Matt LaFleur, uh, Bruce Arians and uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, were Green Bay, Tampa Bay and Arizona. Another thing that's really annoying me actually about Cliff Kingsbury, now I know it's, it's not his fault, but every, every time I've heard Cliff King, Kingsbury's name, they've always attributed... Uh, the the air raid offense now a I don't know or don't even care what an air raid offense is uh, unless unless the air raid offense means that during the game they've got bombers coming over and dropping bombs on, on the stadium I'm not, I'm not sure but the the other reason why it's really annoying me are you a Limp Biscuit fan uh, I, no I never went through that phase as a teenager to be honest with you uh, you still so, you, uh, you st- I might know a few that sort of like really well known stuff but uh, I'm not so, not a not a big fan now uh, you, st- you still listening to Spice Girls and Busted. <laughs> McFly is more, more like McFly, get out of here. Um, yeah, so so for those people that are out there that know who Limbiscuit are, you'll know that uh, Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavor Water was one of the greatest albums of all time. And don't at me on that because it was. Yeah, my girlfriend, my girlfriend would attest to this actually. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard that before. Yeah, so on on that album, obviously it's got the track Rolling, which obviously you should know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Right. Uh, so on on that album, there are two two versions of that song. So you've got whatever version is the the main one. Um, I I should really get up in front of me. That's really bad point on on my part. But there's, there's a version called the Air Raid Vehicle Remix. Okay. And so I, I, whenever, there's one about the radio edit, and this is like the song. Yeah, by this, this is one at the fans, end. The fans version. Yeah, yeah. So there's one at the end, but it's a bit of a remix, and it's it's a bit. I I I really recommend it if you like if you actually like the song. But yeah. But it's called the Air Raid Vehicle Remix, and I just can't get that association out of my head, and, and to the point where it's really annoying me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's, so that's Cliff Kingsbury's fault. <laughs> yeah, that's Cliff Kingsbury's fault because he brings the Air Raid offense. Now, whether or not when he they come out into the field in Glendale, Arizona next year, when they, they come out to the music of that, I mean that would be great. That that's quite a good song to come out to, to be fair. Like get the, yeah, the fans pumped up. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, I think it'd be quite fitting. So I think you know, quite Americanized and. Yeah. Yeah, it'd fit quite nicely. Yeah. And then, I think the airing offense just comes from like a, a, a passing offense. I think it, there's, there's several versions around the league. I know that um, when Robert Griffin III um, was in college in Baylor, they called it the Bear Raid because they're the Baylor Bears under Art Bryles. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just a, it's just another cheesy nickname for a for an offense style. Really, it's not it's nothing to do with him. I don't think. Right. Well, it, well, it's stupid and it's sabotaging one of my favorite <laughs> favorite albums of all time. So. Um, yeah, and also for, for any of you that don't go to the, deep, the the depths of that album, at the end, literally, it's um, someone la- there's someone laughing, and it's just replayed. Someone taking the, taking the Mickey out of uh, Fred Durst in that, and then literally for five minutes of, of the last track, it's just someone recycled laughing. It's just replayed, like looped. So, <laughs> That's really creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you when you listen to it the first time, and now I, I've spoiled it for everyone that, that hasn't listened to it, but the first time you listen to it, you wonder if it's him laughing consistently, but it's it's a, it's a loop. But yeah. yeah. So spoiler spoiler alert there. Um, nice yeah, little yeah. T- nice little tangent we went off there. Um, but talking of spoiler alerts, um, a couple of head coaching positions, like I say, have been filled. Uh, Denver Vic Fangio is now the uh, head coach there, uh, the def- former the Chicago Bear defensive coordinator. It's quite interesting actually. All these head coaches have all formerly been. Yeah, it's all about offense, offense, offense. Um, Vic Fangio there, the uh, Denver, probably hoping to go back to what won them the Super Bowl, although a couple of years ago with uh, that defense and uh, Peyton Manning. But yeah, Vic Fangio now the uh, head coach there of Denver. Uh, Freddie Kitchens has been promoted to head coach, which good, really good story actually, because I think he was he was the running backs coach at the start of the year, wasn't he? Yeah, it's took him. It's taken him. I've, I, in my notes about this, I've said uh, I was going to say it's 
taking 13 weeks to go from running backs coach to head coach. Mm. That's quite a LinkedIn resume. That is, yeah, it is, isn't it? Definitely. Or is it ZipRecruit they have out there, isn't it? I don't I have no idea. It's, it's all the shit. <laughs> they do stupid. Some of the uh, American adver- uh, podcasts have the adverts. Zip recruiter. Mm, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've heard that. So, yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, you're right. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for adverts. I know everything about adverts. I always skip the adverts. Though. When I'm listening to my podcast like, on Spotify or whatever. Shout out Spotify, you know, if you want to. <laughs> Make you know, on the podcast, just hits up. Um, I was just fast forwarding. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, so yeah, 30 weeks, not bad at all. Um, I think that's also more to do if they didn't really want to lose him. Uh, Greg Williams yeah, yeah, yeah. has uh, since been relieved of his duties, but it's okay because he has loads of interviews. And funnily enough, he probably is going to take up the defensive coordinator there with the New York Jets uh, under Adam Gase, who's just recently been confirmed. So stamping another another punch card in there in his loyalty card of the AFC East. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, just interesting what you said just right at the beginning of that about you know going for the defensive minded if you look at the coaches that made the playoffs um, and especially who are through now into the divisional round there's not that many defensive minds no only, only really Bill Belichick and is that the only one off the top of my head yeah everyone else is offensive minded aren't they yeah well Jason Garrett doesn't have one but well yeah I mean he's a puppet isn't he yeah. he stands in the middle but or in the corner, yeah. as we and, that, say. and that's another thing that is really annoying me, actually, recently, is all this uh, talk about offensive minds and defensive minds. All I can think of is, like, in Mars Attacks or in, like, Futurama, where they've got brains in the water containers. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I could, yeah. and, and to be fair, I can imagine someone Bill, someone taking Bill Belichick's brain out of his... Uh, like, I wonder if he's an a, a, a organ donor. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just put it in, put it in the next coach. Yeah. Wow. Could yeah. you could you imagine if they took uh, Bill Belichick's brain and put it into Jason Garrett's skull? It'd probably reject it, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah it'd be a waste. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Although yeah, Garrett was an ex-quarterback, wasn't he? So he's just in the offensive pile as well. So yeah, I think it is just Bill Belichick. I've, I've not actually gone through it literally like one for one, but off, off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, you know, it, I think it, the way to go would be to get a good offensive mind who has a good relationship with your quarterback, a la uh, Freddie Kitchens, Baker Mayfield. And then get a get a really strong defensive mind. Yeah. I like what what Chicago have done really with, um, with Trubisky and Nagy, and then they had Fangio obviously as well. That works really well. Yeah, yeah. I think well, I say with <coughs> Chicago and the Rams, they've obviously got someone that's the head coach of the offense and the head coach of the defense, which was uh, yeah, 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 the terms exactly, exactly. Um, seems to work. Yeah, Wade that's Phil- why Nick Ray and Wade Phillips work so well because you've got probably like the best. Uh, defensive coordinator in the league. Yeah. With, you know, the up and coming fresh, you know, offensive mind. Mm. Wonder kid kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's another nice little tangent moving off there. But yeah, the, the only two positions left to fill uh, Miami and Cincinnati. Uh, I think they're probably waiting on a couple of candidates that are still play- in the playoffs. So I know Chris Richard, uh, mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys uh, guy there, he's, he's quite highly sought after so I think he'll probably take up a position but we shall wait and see uh, that's yeah, a good I'm, go on I am uh, hoping that no one's taking a look at Gus Bradley no I'm really as the further we go through I think it, especially with the sort of I won't say masterminded the defensive performance but obviously had a great input into it uh, against the Ravens the more that sort of thing happens throughout the playoffs and obviously if we beat the Patriots on Sunday it just makes his stock you know even greater doesn't it yeah and it was a coup to begin with to get him, mm. I thought. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. I'm I'm kind of like hoping that everyone just sort of makes their hires and and you know leaves him be, to be honest. 
Yeah, I think I think it should be right. I think it should be right. I haven't heard any whispers for. <coughs> no, no, nor have I. But obviously, with with Miami and Cincinnati, they're obviously holding back, waiting for somebody who's in the playoffs, and yeah. they would fit that mould. I think Eric um, Eric the enemy isn't he? he's going on to Cincinnati potentially. Yeah, yeah. That would fit that mould. Obviously, Chris Richard as well, who you mentioned. Mm. Um, they're the ones that have been sort of talked about, isn't it? But you know, there's always these people who pop out of nowhere and. You know, teams do try and keep these things under wraps yeah. for as long as possible, as is good business. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed that Gus will be staying in LA and continuing the good work that he's been doing. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, that leads us quite nicely on to the playoffs then. Uh, in, let's start off Saturday football, Indianapolis at Kansas City. Kansas City minus five in this one, over under is 55.5 points all over the place here, Lee. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think this is going to be a really fun game, actually. Um, Colts offense should be licking their collective lips at the, the Chiefs' defense, I think, especially the secondary. Um, T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Luck should be looking to have a big day. Eric Ebon's head too. Uh, he could be having a nice day, especially because Eric Berry's not going to play. So you've got that safety, sort of their star safety missing. Uh, on the other side, it, you know, the same same thing really. Kansas will be really licking their lips as well and uh, looking to be fun for their chances at the Colts' D. Colts' D obviously has been great, really performed way in above. Uh, expectations play super hard lots of effort and you know but do they have the personnel to then take care you know effort and hard work only gets you so far really um, and then you've got to actually take care of Tyreek Hill Travis Kelsey Patrick Mahomes I'm not sure they'll do it but yeah it should be a really fun game I think this could be quite high scoring potentially as well so yeah uh, you know it could be the start of what is a quite high scoring weekend after you know a bit of a low scoring weekend last weekend yeah yeah, and uh, no doubt everyone will be uh, reminiscing about the uh, tw- wildcard game in 2014, which I mentioned earlier in the week. 45 to 44, Colts coming back from a 28 point deficit there in the third quarter. That was um, Andy Andy Reid's first year uh, with with the Chiefs, and we all know his record uh, with the Chiefs in the playoffs. I think it's what one and five. I think um, he's actually one and seven since 2009. So uh, Andy Reid's a bit of a bit of a chip on his shoulder in the playoffs, and he can forget their their capitulation uh, last year when they were. Comfortably ahead of Tennessee Titans, and then uh, somehow snapping the the, the yeah, defeat from the jaws of victory, uh, if if you like. But uh, yeah, that that game last time, 2014, not that actually that far ago. Andrew Luck, 443 pass yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, throwing to the likes of Kobe Fleener and Levon Brazil. But T. Y. Hilton, 13 receptions, 224 yards, and two touchdowns. Wouldn't actually put it past him to surpass those in in this type of game. Um, I, yeah, 31st against the run. Uh, sorry, against the pass. Uh, defense in yards for for Kansas City, um, yeah. Andy Reid in the playoffs is big big one to try and get over. Yeah, he's got that sort of mental block, hasn't he? So that hump to get over. Yeah. If you had to put my sort of uh, if you put a gun to my head, say uh, I would pick Kansas. Uh, I think they're you know a little bit more high powered. And like I said, I think you know it's the hard work only gets so far when you're talking about the Colts D. Yeah. And as much as you know they've admirably performed, um, you know this might be one step too far at this early stage. You know, because we were saying at the start of the season, they're you know two two years away from being competitive again. You know, so they're well ahead of their oh yeah 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 you know, where they need to be. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's, it's still a good season either way. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. There might be an Antonio Brown uh, away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, but we shall. Yeah, we shall yeah. you never know. You never know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, again, Andy Reid. Andy Reid in previous years has had Alex Smith at quarterback as well. And as much as Andy Reid has struggled in January, I think it's hard to unless your name's Cliff Kingsbury, uh, you're going to struggle to to muck it up with uh, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's obviously he's not infallible, is he? You know, but yeah, yeah. Oh, he, no. he's. He's going to be good for a long time, isn't he? Let's say that. Yeah, but let's not forget it's first playoff game. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. And it, we we've seen the record. You know, we spoke about it last week with Lamar. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen the record of, of rookie, well, not rookie, but first time um, QBs in the playoffs, and it's not great. Yeah. No, absolutely. And the, the key, the key to me in this one uh, that, I, that I've written down. Um, it depends on which defenses can get uh, can limit the touchdowns to field goals. Uh, I think it's going to be whoever kicks the most field goals is going to lose in this one because uh, there's going to be a lot of touchdowns. So for the defenses that aren't that great, I know Indianapolis have, have performed well, uh, like you say. But yeah, it just depends on on you know it's a bend, it's, it's a Bill Belichick special, isn't it? Bend don't break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. I mean, you know, defense steps up in the playoffs, and yeah, if even if it is, you know, it doesn't have to be what we were talking about last week with. You know, stop after stop after stop. It can just be, you know, making that gap grow by four each time. Yeah. 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 Key to it, field goals for me. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Dallas and the Rams. Another late night for yours truly on Saturday night. Mm. Um, quite funny one, this one, actually. It's, it's actually quite well reported that they, they expect a, a massive Dallas turnout. Uh, in in this one, from 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 all aspects, from over over there, maybe fifty fifty uh, split. I know the ticketing websites say that there's thirty percent of uh, postcodes uh, are in the Dallas area that have bought tickets to this game. So uh, Cowboys obviously travel well, travel well. Being America's team, there's always loads dotted about. But it'd be interesting to see what the uh, Coliseum is like. Uh, the Rams obviously losing last year to the Falcons at home in the playoffs. So uh, again, Sean McVay and Jared Goff maybe have a bit. Uh, Bit of a chip on their shoulder coming into this one. Uh, this is a matchup between two of the best running backs. Uh, Gurley bothered uh, by his knee injury, but he's had three weeks off, so it'd be interesting to see. He should come back healthy in this one. Uh, Dallas will come in and look to limit the Rams' possessions like they did against New Orleans uh, a couple of weeks ago in the regular season. I'd be very surprised if Sean McVay does what Ryan Schottenheimer does and just run it up the middle. I'd assume that with two weeks to, to plan, uh, he will have a few things dialed up. Uh, Jared Goff as well, fourth fourth in regular season passing yards as well, which was was quite surprising. And um, be I'm fascinated to see how this, like I was against New Orleans, how the uh, Dallas D will cover Todd Gurley and all of those weapons there. Because like I say, the uh, Los Angeles Rams needs and Todd Gurley need to establish the run there to be able to bring in play action and get your Brandon Cooks, get your Robert Woods, all and Josh Reynolds all into play. Uh, let's not forget they played last year, 35 to 30. Uh, Zeke and uh, Zeke had a big game. He will do again here because the Rams give up five. 5.1 yards per carry, which is the worst in the league. Um, and it'd be interesting also to see Dallas offensive line, which has had its uh, critics this season, see if they can uh, contain the pass rush and the sack champion for the regular season this year, Aaron Donald, who had 20 and a half sacks on the year. Um, yeah, very, very much looking forward to this one. You? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a really good game. I think uh, it'll be on the ground again. I think Dallas will try and impose the style on LA. They'll try and dominate the clock, as you said. Be a heavy dose of Zeke, um, you know, and like you say, he could have a good game because for all the, the big names on the, the defense, um, this Rams defense can got, um, you know, they've got big, big, got big players and big guys in the middle, Donald, Sue, um, and yeah, they it might not be so much in the middle, but I think Zeke can have quite a lot of um success running outside, that's where I think he'll be bouncing, because uh, the Rams linebackers aren't as good, um, as the guys up front. Um, and I think, yeah, they, they can be got out. They're not as infallible as I said on Tuesday. And, yeah, if they can impose a style and sort of drag this out and not, not make this a quick-scoring, high-scoring game, they can play at their pace, um, then they've got a chance. Then the D, as you mentioned, has got them on top form. 
uh, you know, cut off the, the sort of supply, really. And, you know, like you said, that's, that that's mean limiting Todd Gurley. Yeah. And that means that, you know, that's where it's going to be one loss for me. And, you know, if Dallas can do that, like I said, they've got a half chance. Mm-hmm. They've still got to contain that offense, which is a big task. Yeah. Uh, but, if, you know, if, if they can do that, then, like we've just been talking about, Chris Richard's HC chances go through the roof, I'd say. Yeah. 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 And uh, let's not forget, this is also the like, uh, Tavon Austin uh, revenge game. And a Wade, yeah, and a Wade Phillips revenge yeah. game. Sorry. And a Wade Phillips revenge game as well. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He sucked for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> sucked I mean, he's, he's, he's so old, so he's played coach many places, hasn't he? Yeah. He has a really good Twitter handle as well, at Son of Bum, which is, uh, which is quite funny. Yeah, yeah um, I've seen that, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the key the key to me on this one is, is all about Dak Prescott. I think he's got a humongous uh, playoff game uh, in him, in him, for this one, I think he's going to run the ball as well. I think um, his over rushing yards will appear a bit later on with uh, Adam. Um, but yeah, like I say, Rams give up a lot on the ground. Dak and, and Zeke should be able to to get it done, which should open up uh, Gallup and Amari Cooper as well down down the line if they if they if they need to. I just think he'll outplay Goff, and I I, I know I'm a Dallas fan. I know I'm biased, um, but I think we've got a really good chance that over under here is forty nine and a half, and the Rams are seven point favourites as well, which I thought was actually quite high. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite high. I think it's been quite close. And I do, I would, I would err towards the Rams um, being at home, probably being the better team as well. If you're honest, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I'm under no yeah. illusions. I just think, I just think we match up really oh, well. Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, I just, I, I would edge towards. Yeah, I do think seven's a bit rich. Mm. Um, can I just take you back to, right to the beginning of what you said, just opening this game? Yep. About the the potential crowd. Yeah. It's quite funny, isn't it? How you've got two teams in LA, both both of whom. And this isn't widely reported at all. Both of whom struggle to get LA fans through the doors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just, it's not just a Chargers problem, and this this is what the sort of narrative has sort of bent away from. Mm. The Rams have massive problems as well, trying to fill up the Coliseum. Yeah. And you know, to say that you know it's a fifty-fifty crowd isn't a surprise to me, and it might come as a surprise to quite a few other people who don't sort of follow LA football as closely as maybe I do, or you know, a lot of people do. Mm. You know, when it was the Chargers versus the Rams in week three, week two this season, earlier on, it was 60-40 in favour of the Rams. Mm. There's a lot of Chargers fans there as well as Rams fans. Yeah. It's just, you know, the Chargers have got such a small stadium yeah. and it's, it's you know, it's not well populated with Chargers fans sometimes. But I think there's other factors involved in the prices and stuff like that and the TV angle sometimes that makes it seem a bit more dominated than it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to sort of mention that and sort of open everyone's eyes or some people's eyes to this not being a, it's an LA problem. It's not a, a Chargers problem only. The Rams do struggle as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, both both um, both LA teams do struggle to get um, people through the door. Similarly, that it'd be my similar problem if I was going to a, an evening with Piers Morgan, I suppose, is, is, the, is the equivalent. <laughs> Who are you equating to Piers Morgan? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just. <laughs> so I think it's because LA is such a, you know, it's not had an NFL team for such a long time before both arrived. And then the other factor is obviously that it's a, it's a big college city as well with big college programs. Um, and, you know, it's going to take time for both teams to, to sort of garner support around the city. A huge city, obviously. Yeah. But, um, you know, if they're both successful as they have been over the last couple of years, then there's no reason why in five to ten years' time that those that stadium before every single week, no matter who's there. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, and so t- talking of charges, we, we might as well move on to the. Uh, your, uh, sorry, talking of LA, talking of LA, we move on to the charges. Yeah, I yeah. see that. Okay. Like I said before, um, I, I think the charges got a real good chance on Sunday. Um, and it comes from the defence again. I think this has now become the leader of the team, which is kind of a bit odd to say, considering we've got Philip Rivers as a quarterback and, you know, great offensive players like you know Melvin Gordon, Keaton Allen, Mike Williams, you know, Henry now he's back and will probably play a little bit of this game. Maybe, you know, he's not going to play the full thing, but he's going to play 10 to 20 snaps, which is great. But yeah, the leader of this team now, like I was saying, is the D. Um, and I think it, the reason I am really optimistic is because it matches up to the Patriots really well. We'll probably go small again. We'll probably go with this six and seven package quite a lot. But we've got players, like I said, with Adrian Phillips, Derwin James, Desmond King, Michael Davis, and maybe David Brown if he's if he's healthy, um, who are better athletes than all the Patriots receivers. And I'm including Rob Gronkowski in that. Mm. They're going to be covering people. They're going to be able to tackle because they're all sure in the tackle. And even Brown as a linebacker, he's undersized. He's only 5'11". So, you know, he's, he's not this big hulking linebacker. You know, Brady's going to be looking to get the ball out quick as ever. But he's going to need to be at his surgical best to get past all these DBs and undersized linebackers. They're just going to be flying around and covering his guys. Um, and, yeah, I just think it's such a new defense as well that, that, you know, it's not brand new. It wasn't invented last week. I'm not saying it was. But you don't see it that often. And, and it's going to be a little bit of a, bit, a bit of a match. Obviously, there's no probably no better prepared team than the Patriots. But, you know, the, the, it's going to be still it's going to be still a challenge. You know, so bring it on. Um, I'm hoping to see lots of pressure on Brady. He's not going to be able to run around like Jackson last week. So, yeah, I think, I think yeah, on, on that side of the ball, it matched up really well. And then on offense, mm. I just got to keep the ball away from Stephon Gilmore, I think, who's been playing at a really high level. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I don't think we'll have too much trouble. To be so I, I see quite a lot of gaps in this Patriots uh, D that we can exploit. Yeah. They're slow, they're old. Um, they don't have a lot of pass rush unless they blitz, which they do an awful lot. Um, and yeah, if we can sort of... Philip Rivers is obviously a really intelligent quarterback, and if he uses that like he did a few times, especially in the Baltimore game, if he does that all day long and keeps the ball going in the right direction away from certain defenders and in the right places, then I think we're on onto a winner. And it seems kind of like scary almost to say that, that we're going to go into Foxborough and win, but genuine chance, yeah, which is... Which is, yeah, kind of uncharted territory, especially for me as a Chargers fan. Yeah, I mean, Patriots four-point favourites, which uh, boggles my mind. I mean, that that insinuates uh, that they're a one-point favourite on on neutral neutral ground, and I'm not buying that for one second. Should be the other way around. Over under here, forty-seven and a half. Um, Chargers match up well against New England, like you say. Uh, the key to key to getting to Brady is is a strong pass pass rush because he doesn't like it when he's in the face. He's getting in, in the face and he's on his backside. Uh, the left tackle Trent Brown is going to have his hands full with uh, Ingram and and Bosa and all, and all the rest of them. Um, and the Chargers. Let's not forget they, they've they've beaten Seattle, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and last week uh, Baltimore away from home. Um, New England unbeaten at home. Chargers unbeaten away. So something's got to give in this one. Uh, New England be aiming for the the eighth straight AFC Championship game. Uh, their last loss at Foxborough in the playoffs was the mighty Mark Sanchez and Sean Green and the Dania Thomas and New York Jets coming in and uh, winning in Foxborough. The key, uh, key, the key for the Patriots obviously is they're going to rely on this run, the run game. I, I don't see Brady throwing it a lot against that against the Chargers defense. But uh, the Chargers against receiving running backs. Um, which bodes well for James White, is they, they've given up the fourth, fourth most targets, 133, 
Uh, the fourth most receptions, 107, and the most uh, receiving yards, they're the worst in the league, 973. So you'd expect it to be a James White type of game, um, but I, I assume they'll still go Michelle early on the ground. But uh, yeah, be interesting to see what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, notorious for playoff victories, uh, have dialed up for Anthony Lynn and the boys. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, we, we mentioned it a minute ago that the snow, if that comes, that could be, you know, could change the game completely or make it a ground and pound, get him on it. Yeah. Either way, I don't see this being a very high scoring game. I think yeah. this is going to be high teams, early 20s for both teams. I think it'll be tight. I think it's going to be a nail biter. I said on Tuesday that uh, watching the Ravens game, I wasn't too worried. I think my heart rate's going to be through the roof for the whole. Mm. whole uh, few hours that this is going to be playing yeah i don't, I don't think there's going to be uh, any snow i think that snow's cleared um the, from, yeah, the, from the forecast it's just going to be cold which funnily enough uh, tom brady's five six and one in uh, games under 30 degrees i think yeah, it's no, in the playoffs, I, did, I did hear that it isn't going to snow but obviously you know weather can change so it's, it's still sort of in the area isn't it but yeah um you know they're going to be more used to it than we are i guess yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, that's the uh, three of the four games. Last one to go. So it's uh, Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles travelling to New Orleans, uh, the number one seed. New Orleans minus eight. Over under here is 50.5. Uh, these were written down a bit early in the week, so some of these might have moved. But what I'm going to say is Nick Foles, he's like a 17-year-old kid trying to get into a nightclub to get a few bits of alcohol. He's getting a bit brave. He's travelling all around the, 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 the US, going to loads of different clubs. He's going to go into the Mercedes-Benz Superdome nightclub. He's going to get brave, go in the back door. He's going to start, get a drink. But the bouncers, the AKA, the New Orleans defence, are going to kick his ass out of New Orleans and they're going to dump him from the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I like the narrative. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think, I think so as well. I think this is a bit of a mismatch, to be honest. I think this is potentially the best team in the NFL uh, against a team that kind of snuck into the playoffs a little bit. Don't get me wrong, really aren't a bad team. But I think, that, to me, they're the worst team remaining, I would say. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think Nick Foles will strike lucky again. I think Lightning doesn't strike twice. Um, and as you said last week, he kind of pulled right out of hats on third down multiple times last week. Uh, and again, I doubt he'll do that again. Mm. Um, the New Orleans D has been getting much better um, throughout the season. The, the offense is as good as ever, I think, now. Um so I think this is quite an easy one. I think my guy Michael Thomas is going to have a big game. I think, yeah, New Orleans are going to are going to get through fairly fairly comfortably, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget earlier in the season, New Orleans smashed. Um... The, the Eagles 48 to 7 but it's been actually a quite funny story since uh, New Orleans not topped 370 yards since and they've actually been outgamed by their opponents in four of the six games um, and I know they, week 17 was a, was a bit of a uh, misleading one because uh, Teddy Bridgewater was in at quarterback but um, yeah since then as well Philadelphia offensive line and the defensive line have played a lot better Foles is obviously coming in as well it's not Carson Wentz playing like he did in that game um, but I think it's the first time that the Philadelphia Eagles have got a full, fully healthy line O-line as well so um, that could be a bit interesting the key to me though is Drew Brees and this air game now I know Drew Brees hasn't played since December 23rd and I know you know how many times have we seen people not being rested in week 17 go out the next game in the playoffs because they've not had that continual rhythm but he'll be looking towards Michael Thomas his number one wide receiver 125 receptions on 147 targets that's a catch percentage of 85 percent which is not too shabby but he's going to exploit and do what what Drew Brees didn't really good yeah he's going to do what Mitch Trubisky didn't really do last week and you know Sean Payton's not going to be 
afraid to dial up stuff deep downfield to exploit that uh, cornerback depth uh, that is is lacking a little bit. Um, but yeah, Drew Brees in the playoffs for over for, over four thousand two hundred yards in playoff games, twenty nine touchdowns and nine interceptions. But I was actually quite surprised to see Drew Brees and Sean Payton have a seven and five record in playoffs uh, in New Orleans. There, I was expecting it maybe to be a bit more prolific. But then again, I suppose they've only won one Super Bowl uh, and. You know, let's be fair, over the last couple of years and for the majority, actually, of those two uh, at the New Orleans Saints, it's been a bit of me- mediocrity, really. They've never had really yeah, had a defence, have they? Of years. Yeah, over the last couple of years, it has been a little bit, hasn't it? And they're sort of like building sort of another, another sort of championship roster at the moment, obviously, at the twilight of Breezy's career. But yeah, I guess like, just going back to the 7-5 and five, uh, record point, yeah, I guess if you... If you don't, if you sort of get into the playoffs often, and then if you don't win it, then you do rack up the losses and over a long career for them both together. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Another interesting stat as well is New Orleans ranked first in starting field position uh, on the season, uh, which is quite strange. Is that uh, who's their return? Is it still Ted Ginn? No, no. So they're, they're starting field position. Um, so like they, I think their average was they start on the uh, their own thirty-one, which I think was the league was the league best. But I don't know who yeah. the return is. I don't know who the return. That's like due to returns, right? Is or am I thinking of something completely different? Um, well, no, yeah, well, kind of. That's part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, and I guess like maybe holding, like getting a stop when the off, the opposing offense is quite deep in their own territory, and then the punt doesn't go very far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but what's also quite quite interesting is the fact that they they also rank first in the average time of drive. So if you think if you've got the shortest field to work with to maintain drives, yeah, it's a bit weird that they have the longer. Yeah, because you think if you have longer longer to go, generally, well, I suppose you've got to get down there as well. I suppose that's more of an indication of how well their drives are. Yeah, and maybe Execution. I don't know. Maybe could you marry that up with sort of like average uh, yardage per play? Yeah. Are they quite short in that perhaps as well? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, quite, quite an interesting sort of mixture. Yeah. On the other side, obviously Nick Foles can't rule out, rule out Mr. January. I've heard him called. Oh my God, it's annoying me already. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously you, you have to take uh, into consideration his, his record in the playoffs, not uh, you know, undefeated in the playoffs. Um, but since... <laughs> yeah. There we yeah. go, yeah. But the Norwegians pass defence, they're to be shot out, they give up a lot of yards. So it could be very much an Alshon Jeffrey game or Nas Nagalor. Uh, they do give up a lot of yardage, uh, maybe not so much the touchdowns. But yeah, it should be, should be a good game. But um, I'm going to say it again like I did last week, they should, should, should have enough too much for the Eagles. And you know, if they go through again, you're just going to have to stop saying should, should, should. Yeah, I will do. Yeah. Oh, well, if they, if they go through, I really want us to ask the Dallas Cowboys to face them because we'll, we'll beat the snot out of them. Well, okay. Absolute snot out of them. Fed up with it now. Just get Philadelphia yeah. out of the playoffs. You did say that last week, didn't you? So, yeah, that's twice now that you said it. So, you know, if people are listening, they're going to come back and they're going to tell you all about that if it doesn't happen. Yeah, you notice how I haven't um, I haven't committed to giving a jersey away. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's costing us money. Because, yeah. yeah, that's a very good segue, actually. And talking of money, it's time to go and talk to Adam and get our best bets for the weekend. Divisional time for the betting, and it's time to bring Adam back in to the podcast and to hope we try and win some money for the divisional weekend. Really confident last week, Adam, but um, it would have been a lot more, a lot more. Uh, what's the word? Profitable. Profitable. That's a good word. Yes. Uh, if the Bears would have and Cody Parkey would have done us the done us the bizzo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the uh, the double doink really cost us on a 
on quite a couple, uh, quite a few of our bets, didn't it? It did indeed. Yes, would have been a full sweep um, for both of us. Well, no, well, your bears, yep. your bears handicap would have lost, wouldn't it? But uh, uh, yeah, I would, we would have had, the, I would have had the money line at just over ten to one. Uh, I also, I, 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 very, I massively regret saying it now. My nap was me playing safe. Yeah, yeah. On the bears money yeah. line, which uh, obviously came back to bite me in the ass. Never, never do a cop out. No, I know. I could have obviously picked any of the others, and it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a, a quick look back at last week. So, yeah, the money lines both being scuppered by Chicago. Um, I was a Chicago money line. I was that double doink away from having a clean sweep on the uh, on the three bets there. So that's a tiny bit annoying. But funnily enough, uh, I had Napa next best Chargers plus three in Dallas uh, money line, um, which gives me just a, a small, a very small loss. That I think it's 35, 35 36 p. But uh, your Ebron anytime touchdown thirteen to eight for your next best there pretty much gives you the same uh, the same loss there over the, the the six bets that we've done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I mentioned, I believe I mentioned quite a few things, and I I nailed the Texans game. I got Watson yards, Kiki yards, and Ebron. Uh, I got Rashad Penny yards, which I only gave to you guys. Yeah. Um, I didn't bother putting that on my blog, so that was nice. He did that and on one Mark, play, didn't he? Mark Andrews. Pardon? Penny did that on one play. Uh, yeah, I think he got one massive one and then yeah. got four four yeah. more um, carries for hardly anything. Yeah. So yeah, I would say yeah, I would say it was all completely as I planned, but yeah, probably a little lucky on that one. Yeah. And then Mark Andrews was incredibly lucky because he got I think fifteen yards on the last two plays of the game, and he he went over the total literally on the last catch of the game. Yeah. A win, a win is a win, and you had a nice uh, Dallas got at any time touchdown as well. Yes, yep, that was nice. Uh, big odds, I think it was 8-1. to one. Yep, yep. Uh, Don't think I gave it out on the podcast, but definitely um, had it on mine. Uh, well, I've got it written down, so you must have said it. Oh, there you go then. You Even go. better. Yeah, Yeah. it's not not on my notes. I only had Jordan Howard notes on my notes from that game. But okay. yeah, I, I definitely mentioned Shaheen and got it. So mm. I, I probably ended up about even in the end, I mean... Yeah, I, I know my personal bet so I was only two and a half points up, but again, profit's profit. Yeah, that's it. Not to be not to be sniffed at. So uh, yeah, just to recap on mine, I was I was very very close to my big wing cast forefold, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed the first two came in. Um, can't remember the third one. Melvin Gordon. Was, um, Melvin Gordon and yeah, yeah did he? Cohen. He didn't. He didn't. Did he? He was that half half yard short. Wasn't no, no. He he piled, he piled it through the next play. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, just the last one. Yeah, just Tariq Cohen, obviously, which had no, no real chance really because he didn't score a touchdown and uh, the Bears didn't win. But uh, yeah, was was quite close there. But I, 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 t- I tipped like them. Four touches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is uh, boggles my mind. But Very yeah, sweet. obviously, I recommended them all singly. Ebron again was fours, uh, which I was I was quite big on, and Zeke thirteen to eight. Uh, Melvin Gordon was three to one as well. So if you did them all singlies, or maybe maybe a lucky uh, lucky fifteen or a Yankee or something like that, you'd have a decent old profit. Um, I did. Uh, t- I can't remember. Do you remember what the uh, Tyrell Mike Williams receptions what yards were? Because I did. I went over his on those. I, I can't remember what they were. But. Tyrell got hardly anything. Yeah. Um, I, I'm <coughs> sneak preview for later on. He's twenty point five yards to, uh, on Sunday. Oh, I like it. I know. I know. But I like he, he's been. He's been so bad. He got nine yards. Mike Williams forty two yards. Okay. I think you probably you might have got Mike Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Just about. Just yeah. About, there, there you go. So. No harm done. Right, yeah, like I say, small small losses there, 30-odd P for each of us uh, collectively, so, yeah, never mind. We shall go again this week. Okay, 
same same as last week. Gonna pick a, a, an ACA a four a fourfold if you like. We're using uh, one one market from each of the games over the divisional weekend as we did last week. Uh, so Adam, start us off. Um, not necessarily the. I, I basically I've got my fourfold money line, fourfold handicap. I've got my totals as a four, and then I've got one that I will recommend as a proper bet. All right. Uh, so if I give you the money lines, I've got. Uh, unfortunately, it's fairly chalk. I've got Chiefs, Rams, Saints, but I have gone with the Chargers yeah. to beat the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, that came at just five point four to one. Yeah. Um, so basically, all the home teams apart from the Chargers, who I personally think are the better team against the Patriots. Oh yeah. Uh, could be a little bit risky with Melvin Gordon with his double MCL sprains. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that, hopefully we won't get one let me down again. Yeah. But. We'll see what happens with it. So yeah, that that was money line uh, fourfold, at mm. five point four to one. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the do charges, you want me to carry the char- on with the charges, handicaps, or do you want to go? Um, no, no. I'll go. I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it's reminiscent, isn't it? Ten years ago, when uh, banged up LT and Philip Rivers going into Foxborough, just hopefully maybe Melvin Gordon can uh, can be a bit more healthier and, uh, and and get the job done. But yeah, really, I'm, all, I'm sneak preview and well, spoiler, I'm all over the charges this weekend. Yeah, and hopefully Philip Rivers won't destroy his ACL and have to uh, play through that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all right, okay, yeah. Um, well, I've, I say I've, I've picked one in each, so if you just crack on and do your handicaps and your totals, and then I'll, I'll go through mine. Yep, cool. Uh, so handicaps, um, although I've picked the Chiefs' money line, I've got the Colts plus five and a half. Yeah. I've got the Rams minus seven because Dallas's away form is not very good this year. Uh, Chargers plus four and Eagles plus eight. And that was 13.38 to 1, uh, again, on Red Zone. Uh, Red Zone are actually best price on pretty much all the standard markets. Not so much on the props, but um, they are very good on those. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like it. No no, no qualms. Yeah, Indianapolis um, plus, plus, was it five, I think, is, is also features heavily in my, in my betting this weekend. Yeah, five and a half on Red Zone, so you get the extra. I mean, five's not exactly a key number, but no. the extra half point always helps. Yeah. No, absolutely. Okay, and then totals? Uh, totals, I have two overs, two unders. Overs in KC and New Orleans and unders in New England and in LA for the Rams. Um, so KC's currently 57. Yeah. Um, That's going to be way over 60. I, you've got to think so, haven't you? I, I've been going backwards and forwards on this game, but I just don't see how the Chiefs have got the worst defence left remaining, so Andrew Luck should carve them up. Yeah. And the Chiefs, obviously, are the Chiefs. They've been scoring, I think they're averaging 30-plus points at home this year, so I don't see how it doesn't go over that, but that's probably probably um, <laughs> stupid thing to say. <laughs> um, yeah, Saints-Eagles, 51.5. Um, again, the Saints at home, they're going to go over 30 points. It's just whether the uh, the Eagles can score. Um, and it's, it's BDN, it's Mr. Foles. He's, uh, he seems to get that team running. And I think I've got um, a sneaky feeling on Golden Tate this week. After last week, it could have been his kind of crystallising moment for the team. But we'll see on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then under under 47.5 in New England and under 49.5 in LA. Um, I just think the Cowboys obviously are going to try and run Zeke, keep the ball, slow the game down, make it as few drives as possible. Yeah. Um, and they are very good at defending the run, so that could slow Gurley down a bit. And then, yeah, the Chargers Patriots, uh, Melvin Gordon with his knee sprains. The Patriots haven't haven't actually got a huge amount of talent in the passing game. They've got Edelman, and 
frankly, that's that's about it. There's maybe Hogan. He seems to have been yeah. getting a few more targets since uh, Gronk has half retired and since Gordon left. But the weather's also meant to be cold and pretty miserable there. So unders in that one. So yeah, the the KC Saints overs, Patriots and Rams under twelve and a bit to one. And then my finally the bet. Uh, better from having one from each game. Um, obviously, involves the ones I've just mentioned. Uh, I got the Chargers plus four, um, the Eagles plus eight, over in the Chiefs, under in the Rams, and that's just over twelve to one on three six five. Yeah, very nice indeed. Sorry, I was just uh, you just reminded me there of a, an outsider, so I'm just trying to look his, his price up. But um, yeah, yeah, okay, you'll go with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. No. No. I like that. So if I if I I'll crack on with with mine. So mine is a four four game. Yeah. You know, one from each. So Indianapolis Kansas City overs. Um, no surprises there. I just think that'd be a lot. Um. I'll, I'll say when we are we going through. I'll go through all the matches as well. Seeing anything we like in particular. Obviously prop bets and all that kind of stuff. So that to come shortly. Um. Dallas Rams Zeke anytime. I'd say earlier in the podcast with Lee. Rams are the worst against the run, giving up the most yards per carry. Zeke is going to have an absolute day. Uh, Chargers plus four. Uh, Tom Brady is five six and one in temperatures under thirty degrees. Uh, I think that's in the playoffs. I can't remember where I got that stat from, but I heard it today on one of the multitude of podcasts I listen to. So that's quite an interesting stat there. You think he's uh, he's unbeatable, but I don't think Chargers are going to care that it's cold. It was forecast earlier in the week to have five inches of snow. That is no longer the case. Um, so I'm happy to uh, take the Chargers plus four. They are the better team, and the the plus four indicates that on a neutral field, the, the Patriots would be a one point favorite if you give the three points for home field advantage. Um, I, I'm just not. Not buying that whatsoever you're getting a lot of good value there for the charges they should be they should be uh, you know if not one and a half two point type, type favorites i'm not yeah. having i'm not having four i think it opened up five early in the week because i've actually got five written down uh, when i when i did it but it's now four so it just shows you that everyone see everyone seems to be on the charges this week uh, moving on to the final one, uh, Philly, New Orleans. Don't like to play the handicap in this one. Similar to last week was was a bit funny about the the totals or the uh, the handicap. So I'm just going to go Michael Thomas, Thomas anytime where. Yeah, Drew Brees will what will do what Mitchell Trubisky couldn't do last week, and you know get get his main man. I know Alan Robinson had a few deep down uh, downfield passes last week when he decided to throw the ball, but Drew Brees and Michael Thomas are a whole different kettle of fish in that banged up secondary. There, uh, they're not going to be able to handle him, so him to get on the score sheet. Uh, that fourfold uh, last time I checked was eleven point two five to one with William Hill, but again might be slightly changed depending on the line movements uh, and all the rest of it. So that that's my they might any time yeah my, my four one from each game fourfold. Uh, so let's go through game by game then, Adam. Let's start off with the uh, in Indianapolis Colts and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, um, I've got a couple from this one. I've got Chester Rogers over 27.5 receiving yards. Uh, I think he's topped that in... Uh, no, God damn it, I, I really should write down notes instead of just trying to read it from my uh, posts. Uh, yeah, he... He has... Yeah, he's top 28-5 and five of the last six games that he's played. Um, so I think 27 and a half against a pretty rubbish um, Chiefs defense is pretty good. Um, I also, for some reason, I've got a feeling that Naeem Hines is going to do something this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's nine to two on Skybet for one and 40 to one to score two. Nice. Um, obviously, Marlon Mack's been taken over recently, um, but they've all they've been in positive game scripts, so he has been getting most of the ball. I mean, Hines only got nine snaps last week, so it's safe to say he's going to come in 
fit and uh, rested this week at least. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just think Hines in a game that they are likely to be needing to put up points. He's the pass catching back. Um, so at nine to two anytime and on forty to one for two, I think that's um, pretty damn good. Mm. Yeah, not too bad at all. Is that is that all of them? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, I did have a couple of the kind of tentative ones, but yeah, nothing I want to really give out. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, so for me, I, I looked at quite a few of these. Um, over over six and a half touchdowns in the game at ten to eleven uh, appealed. I just think that there's going to be a load of points, and um, it's not a game where I see many field goals. To be honest, and they're not them, those kind of defenses. Maybe the, uh, the like I said with Lee, the key to it is. It's going to come down to who can limit the uh, touchdowns to field goals. That's going to be the the, the difference here. But I, I fancy yeah. um, three three on one side and four on the other. I mean, let's not forget last time they played in the playoffs, it was a 45-44 shooting. So um, yeah, over six and yeah. a half, ten to eleven. Uh, the other one as well. Uh, say when you've got loads of touchdowns, I've said uh, previously on the podcast uh, in the weeks with you, where you've got funny games like this, you're going to get funny funny touchdown scorers. So I wouldn't put anyone off doing all the uh, kind of second string, third string kind of kind of wide receivers or tight ends so I'm surprised you didn't go your big your big Mo uh, no he's um, his price is I just couldn't take it at a price compared to 16's last week I think 7-1 to one was the best I was getting this week right. and I know 7-1 to is still pretty good Yeah. Um, but yeah I, I just for me the value wasn't it's, it's been destroyed from last week I mean even Chester Rogers who I mentioned he's 13-2 to two, I'd probably even say that over Mo to be honest yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the other other things I, I kind of looked at was Ty Hilton two plus, which is eleven to one on Sky uh, Skybet. Two or more. Um, Marlon Max not great, hundred thirty. So I'd probably leave that at the prices. Although the say Kansas City defense run against the run isn't great either, and you'd expect St. Marlon Max to maybe get one rushing and maybe one receiving. Uh, we shall see on that one. Yeah, one more that I did put out. Sorry, um, I, I you've reminded me about was Colts to score every quarter. That was ten uh, two to one. Mm. On yeah. three six five, yeah. There's a there's a bit a bit later on. Oh, actually, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell it now. So uh, let me just see if I can find it written down anywhere. Where did I write it? Basically, it was uh, both both teams to score in the first quarter in every game. Um, okay. So it's a bit of a bit of a strange one. I, now I can't bloody remember where I've, I've written it down. But uh, yeah, I think it was it was twenty five to one for every team to score in the first quarter. Um, whether it doesn't so, doesn't, doesn't have to be a that. touchdown. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I know, it's Beffy 6 5, it was. Oh, was it? Yeah. If you go in the first quarter props and do both teams, the first quarter for both teams to score, they're all. Oh, uh, it's an accumulator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, all, they're all about 6 to 4, 11 to 10 around around that area. But um, yeah, any any three is about 10, 11 to 1. So uh, if you want to take the charge, maybe the Chargers and the Patriots one out. Yeah, 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 the other three, and yeah, or do trebles or do do a Yankee or something like that. But so uh, yeah, so both teams to score in the first quarter in every game. Quite like all of those, just as a, a funky little bet. Um, yeah, one of um, one of the podcasts I listened to, which you might have done, uh, they actually went through first quarter to third quarter differences, and it turns out the first quarter was, I think, first quarter was higher scoring than the third quarter, which is unusual. It's normally the other way around. Mm. Um, so yeah, that sounds like it makes sense to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got it in front of me. So Indianapolis, Kansas City, eleven to ten. New England Chargers, eleven to eight. New Orleans, Philadelphia, six to five. Dallas Rams, six to four. So. Mm, and we're, nice. talk, we're, talk, we're talking good teams here as well, so it's not as if they're, they're teams that are going to struggle to score. So I just thought it was, a, yeah, 26.43 uh, is the fourfold, and you get 10, 11 to 1 trebles. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, I'll have a look at that. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, moving on then to Dallas and the Rams. Like a lot of bets in this one, funnily enough. Um, Zeke 2+. plus. Uh, I can't remember the price in front of me, but that wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, basically Zeke rushing yards and Zeke uh, rushing and receiving yards combined. I just think he's going to have a, have a field day. For some reason, Bet365 didn't seem to do Todd Gurley, but I assume he'd be higher maybe than uh, Zeke Elliott's. Um, let me just... Maybe worried about the knee. Yeah, maybe. Uh, two, oh, two plus for Zeke Elliott, seven to two. Um, and then the other bets I've got on this one, if you bear with me, this is really bad radio. Um, <laughs> yeah, we haven't done well today, have we? No, Zeke over 132 receiving yard, rushing receiving yards, bet three, six, five, four, five. Because I think even if he fails in one, the problem is if you take one, like rushing or receiving, you have to hope that he does it. You know, you're kind of safeguarded if you, you, you whiff on one of them, but you can get saved here. I think 132 yard, point five yards, Zeke's going to go well over that. Yeah, um, yeah, quite possibly. Like you said, the the Rams haven't got a good run deep. But I, I did hear an interesting theory about that earlier that maybe it's because they're playing prevent a lot because they're yeah. that high up. Yeah, uh, that they're, they're ahead that much in games that they're just playing. Uh, they're allowing the runs, but obviously that's very difficult to prove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zeke. I think Zeke rushing yards was around low nineties. I think I saw so. Uh, or mid nineties, but um, yeah, I wouldn't, end, I wouldn't pay anyone off it because I think, as I say, you're, you're going up against a team that gives up a five point one yards per carry, um, plus you know times that by the amount of touches Zeke gets. Um, I'll take that all day long. A couple of others, uh, Zeke receptions uh, over, I think it's over six or over, over over five and a half. I think it was eleven to ten, and Dak rushing yards sixteen and a half. That's going to go over as well. Yeah, where, where's that? I want to get on that one. Uh, that was about 365, most of these. That's 365 as well. Okay, cool. I shall note that down. Yeah. Um, and I think that was pretty much that was pretty much it me for the Dallas game. What have you got? A uh, little bit more crazy. I get the feeling that obviously Wade Phillips is a very good DC, and how do you how do you beat the Cowboys? You just stop Zeke and Mara Cooper. Um, so I was a little more worried about um, the Zeke stuff, but he is. Probably, probably second best key, uh, running back in the league. So I wouldn't be surprised if he sorts it out anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have gone a little bit more optimistic with a couple of stupid uh, touchdown scores for you. Um, Tavon Austin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's stupid, I know. But um, obviously, we, we all saw the Alan Hearns injury last week. Um, Cole Beasley got a knock as well. So they don't really have a huge amount left in the passing game. So... Tavon Austin, he only caught one for nine yards last week, um, but he's 20-1 to one on Skybet. So I thought I'd take a point there because he's a um, punt returner as well. Yeah. Uh, so you obviously get uh, the possibility of that. And then the, uh, the, the myth, the mythical man, the tight end, uh, Rico Gathers. <laughs> he can't block, but he's like 17 foot tall and 500 pounds. Um, so he is very... He's he's a he's a large target. Let's put it that way. He's also twenty to one on Skybet. It's it, it's it, stupid because there's a good chance he probably won't even play. Yeah. But Blake Jarwin, I think, is knocked up, is banged up, isn't he? Yeah, he's a little um, bit, yeah. Dalton Schultz out target out snapped him last week, but didn't get any targets. And again, the passing game is pretty beaten up in Dallas. So at twenty to one, I thought I'd uh, have a little bit of that, and then a slightly more sensible one: Josh Reynolds over forty-one and a half receiving yards for the Rams, uh, ten to eleven. Yeah, Freako Gavin scores a touchdown. I think we're maybe calling the big show or something. I don't know. But, so. The the internet will blow up yeah. because the the amount of buzz he got from the game that he had in preseason two years ago. Yeah, everyone still, still loves him because of that. Yeah, still dying enough of that. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's move on to the Chargers and the Patriots. Uh, I haven't really got too much on here that I've, that I've written down. The one thing I did like actually was the Chargers DST uh, nine to one. I thought that's huge. Yeah, that's a big price. Mm. Um, I think the uh, the pass rush there. Uh, yeah, we all know that Brady doesn't like pressure, and w- when he has pressure, he's going to throw more more inclined to throw an interception, or that you know the pass rush might may actually get to him. Trent Brown, the left tackle, is going to have his hands full all game, so they could scoop something up there and um, and, and you know look how look how good they were at forcing pressure to, to Lamar Jackson. Now I know. The New England Patriots offense is going to be a bit more careful with the ball than uh, maybe loose hand Lamar, shall we call him? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I thought nine to one. That's generally quite big, actually, yeah, considering most of the season it's been seven to two. So nine to one. Uh, that's with Paddy Power. Yeah, that's that's really big price, like you say. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'd, all the prices are fairly short in this one. Um, Eckler at twenty three to ten was the one player that uh, I was looking at for touchdowns, just because of Gordon's knees. I'm not sure how much of um, the play he'll get. If he gets one more knock, then there's a chance he misses half the game. So Eckler will be then the main guy. So yeah, I thought over two to one for him. Mm. Um, Justin Jackson, sixteens like that. I, I guess if you follow that logic, then yeah, it's probably not a bad price for him mm. um, as a very long shot punt. Mm. Um, yeah, I think um, also I heard here today, and it makes sense that um, the top cornerback for the Patriots who for some reason Ste- I can't remember Stephen his name Gilmore Gilmore Stefan Gilmore that's the one yeah he um, he will probably be on Mike Williams because uh, he won't go into the slot with Allen um, so that should in theory give more for our boy Tyrell mm. and as I said earlier 20.5 yards is getting down around the point where it's kind of it's impossible to look away now mm. yeah. despite the fact he's hurt us over the last few weeks yeah yeah yeah, hammer time, as MC Hammer would say, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah like definitely. It. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. I mean, he, he could do that in one catch against one of the other bums that they've got a cornerback. Yeah, yeah, I quite like um, uh, Chris Hogan three to one as well. I know the the other guys, uh, Edelman and uh, Cordero Patterson as well. I think he's he's, fit. he's uh, four to one. Anyone fancies that? He does the returns and stuff. Uh, but yeah, Chris Hogan could be uh, the one, that, the guy that's maybe free and not not shattered by. Uh, all the guys there in the back end for the Chargers. So I thought three to one could be a could be a Chris Hogan show. I don't know what his receiving yards are. I might go a bit over on that. Yeah, but. yeah, I'm looking at that now. Um, while you're mentioning it, because um, yeah, he let's say he's been getting a lot more targets. He I, the thing is, I, I it should be a James White game. Yeah, but everyone's going to be on that. Yeah, um, because he gets trusted. I mean, James White is at forty four and a half yards. Chris Hogan thirty four and a half mm. on three six five. Mm. Yeah, like it. Layer, so yeah, it's a that. teaser. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's about it for me on that game. Um, I'll admit I've not looked a huge amount into the Sunday games because of having a fairly busy week. But yeah, um, yeah I, I had a quick scan through them earlier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll jump on the next one if you if you're good with that. Yeah, yeah, crack on. Um, Ted Ginn, he, he's back. He was rested in week seventeen. Teddy. Um, he has gone over fifty yards the last five home games, and he's set at forty nine and a half. Um, uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, he last time they played against the Eagles, it was Traycon Smith who got all the downfield stuff. But it'll be Ted Ginn if he's back fit. Uh, I got Darren Sproles over twenty one and a half receiving yards. Um, again, the Saints' run defense is extremely good, so you'd think that they're going to be passing the ball out. Nick 
Nick Foles is the quickest. He's been the quickest in the league at getting rid of the ball, which generally means shorter passes. So Sproles should get quite a few. And 21 and a half, I thought was really low. Um, one other thing that I did see, I had a quick look earlier. Wendell Smallwood, he seemed to get the bulk of the rushes last week. He's only set 19 and a half yards. Uh, as I say, the Saints have got a very good run defense, but that's incredibly low. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Dallas got it again, six to one. Yeah. Yeah, like it. Yeah, New Orleans are pretty good against tight ends, though, traditionally. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. But, um, yeah, 6-1, to one I thought, was was worth a shot. Mm. He uh, He's still quite high, and they played a lot of um, two tight end sets last week. Yeah, 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 they did. I noticed that. Uh, the only thing I could find on this game uh, was Michael Thomas, 2-10, two, uh, two 10 to 1 uh, with Sky. I did have a little look. I, I did see the Ted Ginn news. I did see. I did want to have a look and see if, if Tracon Smith was any was a, was an attractive price, but it's 10 to 3 and I'm not really going to play that. He could yeah. he could quite easily go off, um, and say, fast track. And anyone anyone deep downfield, but that's, that's primarily uh, Ted, Ginn's, uh, Ted Ginn's role. So, yeah, I'm going to leave those, those two alone. They might cancel each other out a little bit maybe, but... If you're propping for both, maybe you get one up and you're still in profit, I suppose. But um, yeah, no, True. not not for me, not for me. No, so yeah, um, yeah, I'm pretty much done on that game. As I say, I've not managed to get into it fully yet, and um, hopefully will do tonight. But uh, they're the ones I that jumped out at me earlier. Mm. There was a really good stat actually, um, but with Philadelphia against uh, against opposing running backs. Now I'm just I'm just going to get it up. We. Really? Yeah, so in the last recent couple of weeks, so last week against Houston, they gave up two to Deshaun Watson. The week before, two against Todd Gurley. Uh, Zeke Elliott, they've given up two rushing touch, uh, two touchdowns to the running back, Saquon Barkley, uh, and, uh, and now Alvin Kamara as well. And that's all in the last six weeks. So, um, yeah, Philadelphia against opposing running backs don't usually score just one. They usually score two. So maybe a bit of value there to be had for, for Alvin Kamara, uh, who generally scores his in bulk. Uh, doesn't usually go for the one. He's usually a greedy, greedy little so and so taking taking him away from Mark Ingram. But yeah, he's the most explosive guy at the backfield. So expect him to. You know, I expect New Orleans to put up a lot of points. Um, so having Kamara there to score a couple, maybe, maybe, um, maybe worth a little punt. I really, I can't. I, I just don't know what I'm going to do myself if Philadelphia win this game. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those you really don't want to. It's one I don't really want to back this game. That's why I no. went with Eagles getting the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it's. It is. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, no. But it, they've done it for two years in a row now. So the one, the one thing I will say uh, yeah. actually is um, on the on the ha- on the half handicap. So I'd probably back New Orleans on the first half handicap and then Philadelphia on the second half handicap because Philadelphia usually backdoor a lot of things, don't they? Um, yeah. So yeah, that might be that might be worth the play. Uh, I'm not sure, yeah. sure what the Lions are, but um, yeah, obviously it's eight eight for the game. So I think the first half was five and a half maybe. Um, so maybe New Orleans minus five and a half first half, and then second second half Philadelphia plus whatever the, whatever that is. But um, yeah, and um, that, that's why getting the eight is quite handy because if the Saints are at fourteen points, then they get one touchdown back. You're still winning plus eight. So mm. yeah, it's not not that bad a line really. No, they'd lose, wouldn't they? Because it'd be seven up and be minus eight. Yeah, but uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, the, I mean for the Eagles. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. For uh, Eagles, Eagles back. Yeah, getting the eight. yeah. I will not be back in the Eagles. So. Never, <laughs> never. I, I'm not. I, I very nearly got duped today into doing one of those stupid tweets. So I'll, I'll get, um, I'll get a Philadelphia Eagles logo tattooed if, if Philadelphia win the Super Bowl. But no. oh, I didn't, I that. didn't. I know no. I didn't rise to it. I couldn't do it. But yeah, not after you, um, Amari Cooper. Jersey yeah, thing yeah. Got called up from from the from yeah. the depths of from uh, the depths of hell. someone's memory. Yeah, from the depths of Jeff, Jeff Fisher's bottom drawer. 
Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was not good. Yeah. Um, I did. Um, I just put a post out. I just put a tweet out earlier, <laughs> saying um, that Tavon Austin's receiving yards. I say nine point five, and mm. just saying it's like eating. Well, I said like it's drinking. It's like drinking a pint that you know has been spiked. <laughs> that is, it's a free pint, but you know it's not going to end well. Yeah, uh, it's it's just one of those. that's so tempting, just because it's ten yards, yeah. but it's Tavon Austin. Full ten yards. Um, well, yeah, exactly. He needs a full 10 yards <laughs> yeah. for us to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I may well go on it just because I'm stupid. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah I, I really shouldn't ever trust Taven Austin. But no. I won't. No. No. All right, that is going to wrap us up for the divisional round of the betting. We'll stick these up on, on Twitter, which I did forget to do last week. But they'll always, always, always be on the website there. Full10yards.com forward slash punting. And don't forget to check out Adam's in-depth previews. Your Saturday ones are up, Adam, Adam aren't they? Um, TDtips.com, always worth the read. Yep, yep. Uh, Saturday ones are up. They are more in-depth than the Sunday ones probably will be because, frankly, I haven't got the time to get through them, I'm afraid. But, um, yeah, I did a ton of them last week and I got the most reads I've had um, ever. So thank you for everyone who read them. Yeah, absolutely. My, uh, yeah, very, very, very good read. And say long, long may it continue, mate. Go up, up and up and up and up. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, I'm going to say goodbye till next week. Hopefully, we can uh, get a few winners uh, this week. Maybe do a bit better than we did last week. But um, yeah, should be should be good fun to watch. Are you watching all four? Or? Uh, again, might miss out the Dallas one because it's that late one again. But um, yeah, I'm off Monday as well, so I'll definitely watch the two Sundays and the earlier one on Saturday night. Mm. And frankly, it's the Cowboys. I don't really want to watch them anyway. <laughs> how, <laughs> how dare you? Gonna win the Super- <laughs> We're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I'm just happy that they've put them on at the half one games for us every week so that they know full well that people don't really want to watch them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'll tell you, we've forgotten to do, haven't we? Naps, naps and next best. Oh, yeah, naps, yeah. next best. Yeah. Uh, my nap, Chester Rogers over 27 and a half. Uh, my next best, Josh Reynolds over 41 and a half. Yeah, not bad. Uh, mine, uh, nap anytime, uh, Zeke anytime, 8 to 11 uh, with Bet Victor. Next best over 55 and a half in the Indianapolis Kansas City game. Yeah, that, that's what happens and, when you um, have a lot of fun. I, I guess if you want an upset, then charges money line. Yeah, oh, all over charges. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll post cool. these. We'll post these up at full ten yards on the uh, social. Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, it's best best place to check because there's obviously uh, just gets tidied up a bit from um, us bodging through this. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, right old p- uh, pig zero enemy. But uh, yeah, right, <laughs> we'll uh, we wish you all the best, and we'll speak to you next week. Yeah. Cheers, Tim. Thank you very much. Okay, all your best bets there for the divisional round. But before we go, Lee, just thought it might be just uh, good to kind of have a nice little round off of, of the vi- divisional game. So, a couple of questions on you know what we think about about the games this weekend. So, what, what out of the four games, what one do you think is most likely to be a blowout? Uh, a blowout is yeah, just the one that we've just been speaking about. Really, the the, the Eagles at the Saints. Uh, like I said, I think it's a mismatch. Um, the Saints have got pretty high-powered offense, and they've got you know the, the uh, Eagles. Sorry, have got you know like you said, um, bit bit depth issue at corner, so that doesn't you know bode well. I wouldn't say. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I don't think that's going to be tight at all. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go far left, and I'm going to go. Chargers are going to blow the Patriots out. Oh, wow! Okay, that's, that's what I'm going. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> no, for me. Yeah. I can, and it's not happened. I don't think ever. 
really uh, at Foxborough, Tom Brady in the playoffs. But yeah, it could be could be the final the, the year finally where Rivers uh, gets one for his old buddy Ladanian Tomlinson. You know, two thousand and eight or wherever it was, where they're a bit banged up and they lost uh, there the last time they travelled to Foxborough in the playoffs. I think the redemption time for a bit of redemption and uh, Philip Rivers is gonna gonna charge on to the championship game. Yeah, that's right. That's the one where Philip Rivers played on a partially torn ACL, yes. played the whole game. Um, yeah, so that's that's that one where the, the Chargers were probably the better team then as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like you said, just a bit banged up and couldn't yeah. get over something, you know, away on the road. Yeah, time to exercise the ghost of uh, 2008. Yeah, I hope so. And I think the record between Rivers and Brady is seven to zip to Brady as well. So yeah. it would be a, a better time to get his first win over TB12. Yeah, absolutely. No time like the present. Okay, which game is most likely to go to overtime? Uh, overtime. I would probably say the Chargers and the Patriots as well. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my nails probably would be uh, would be gone if that happened. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I think this is going to be the tightest the tightest game out of the three. Because um, like you say, I think the Chargers are the better team. But obviously, you've got the the fact that they're going to be on the road and. You know the, their pedigree in in the playoffs. I don't think history matters for the present too much. Obviously, teams change so much throughout. You know, from year to year, really. Mm. So I don't buy too much into just because the Patriots have won X amount of games. This means they're going to win this one. Yeah. But it is kind of a factor. You know, it's the other mentality of that quarterback and that crowd. And that I think the crowd has more of a bearing than, than most people give it credit for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's uh, the one I think possibly could go to overtime because mm. I do think it's going to be settled by three or four points. I don't think it's going to be um, like a blowout, like you said. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'll go. I'll go a bit different. Obviously, I can't go Chargers because I've just said it'd be the biggest blowout. But um, <laughs> yeah, Indianapolis and Kansas could quite easily be an overtime game. I could see. It'd be a shootout and people just, you know, touchdowns everywhere and touchdowns for everyone. And, you know, even if someone's seven or ten points down, I can see someone make, making a de- deficit up quite quickly. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see that one set, maybe set some records. Maybe that could uh, could challenge the, the Rams and the Chiefs 51-54 game. But, um, yeah, that one that one for me could be the most likely to go to overtime. Because you know, you know what Andy Reid like. Andy Reid is like in the playoffs as well. So it could be a bit of a nail-biter and maybe a bit of heartbreak again for the Chiefs. Um, underdog most likely to win? Uh, underdog, I reckon the Colts. Uh, I said it earlier. I don't really trust the, the KC defence. Um, and once they've got the better offence, KC, you know, the, the, the defence for the Colts could give them give them a bit of problems. Mm-hmm. I think the Colts match up fairly well. Um, and yeah, that, that could be the underdog shot. I do agree, like you say, I think with the um, uh, overtime point that yeah, it could be like a high-scoring overtime. I went for sort of like a low-scoring overtime. But yeah, you could have sort of one where they're sort of neck and neck in this sort of uh, arms race battle. Mm. And uh, yeah, they could sort of uh, need an extra few minutes just to settle that one. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll go Dallas just because the line's too high, seven, seven and a half. I think in some places, a bit more well evenly matched than that. And uh, Dallas defense, they're not really getting the. Uh, the justice they deserve, really, there from the bookies. But we know that the Rams can be explosive. But they've not they've not exactly shown it over the last month, have they? So, um, yeah. Okay, and then let's round it off. Then higher scoring, surely going to be the Colts and the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, it would. Like I, just, you kind of took my my point with your um, overtime one that they could just try and sort of pace each other and just sort of disregard defense totally. And yeah, I think if I'm going to put a number on it, I think both these are going to be scoring in the high 30s. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, I really like the overs uh, in that one as well. And I say we uh, mentioned that on the on the betting part. But yeah, I can see both teams uh, stopping uh, topping the thirty points there. So I, I certainly see. I don't. I know quite a lot of bookies will do um, prices on you know, game to have the most points. Be interesting to see what that one's priced up as as well, because you know, Dallas and um, Rams can put up could put up a points in in that one on the ground games. Uh, New Orleans and Philadelphia could be a high scoring one as well. So. I think New Orleans will have if it's high scoring, I think it'll all be one way. I don't think it'll be uh an even sort of I think that's the least likely to go to overtime if we're sort of segueing off into that one as well. Yeah, we can only but hope. Um yeah, so with with that we shall end the podcast, go Saints. And yeah, we'll be <laughs> We'll be back on Tuesday with all the usual segments and we'll break down all of the divisional games. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Get shout out, Give us a shout out at Full 10 Yards. Give us a follow if you are not already doing so. Maybe give us a subscribe where you get your podcast. Really enjoyed that one, Lee. I'm going to look forward to the weekend now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, bring it on. Um, it's quite nice, isn't it? I don't know if we mentioned this last time or maybe when we previewed the wild card, but really like how when playoff football rolls around, you've got Saturday and Sunday football. Yeah. And um, obviously for college fans, that's not anything different, but um, yeah, it's nice to have sort of games sort of spread out and not all not all sort of one dose on the Sunday evening. No, no, it does mean I'll have to stay up late again for the second week running to watch the Cowboys, but never mind. So. I mean, it was worth it last week, wasn't it? So, you know, you can only hope for the same outcome. <laughs> no, it should be a good game, you say, as long as, it, um, as long as I don't fall asleep halfway through and then not do either, not stay up or not and not watch half of it and then check in social media or check in my WhatsApps and ruin the result but yeah yeah, we shall see um yeah that, that's gonna wrap it up quite nicely everyone i hope you look forward to the games hope your teams win if you are still in um good luck to you if you play dfs and all that and don't forget if you want a warm welcome next time out give us a shout but until tuesday enjoy your weekend uh, in the meantime it's goodbye from lee yeah, have a good weekend everyone uh, see you next time see you on tuesday enjoy the weekends of football and it's goodbye from me in the great words of kevin cadle it's bye-bye for now bye-bye for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com